Hey everybody, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, just wanted to bring you a message today entitled from uh, the book of Habakkuk, entitled My Experience with COVID. So yesterday I found out that uh, I, was, I was tested positive for COVID and um, it, was not, it was not a pretty thing. Uh, of course, you, you know, it hits home real close to home when it's you. Uh, you watch it on the news, you watch you know, you hear about families, you minister to people, but then when it's you, it's a totally different ball game. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Habakkuk chapter 1. We're going to begin in chapter 1, and then we're going to end up in chapter 3. But uh, I'll tell you what happened. So on Monday, we got back from Tennessee. We went to see Elias' families, had a great time. A couple of days ago, I, I had a headache. I called Dr. Bradley, and he asked me, basically, he told me, go get tested. Sure enough, the next morning, I, get, I got tested, and the doctor came in, and he said, um, you are positive. And I, I couldn't believe it. I, I kind of did a, a double take, and he had to say it twice. And this is how I felt. I, I felt like I did something wrong. Um, I don't know why. Nobody got me. I mean, I was not in trouble with anyone. Um, nobody shamed me or anything like that. But I definitely felt shame. Uh, I, I felt embarrassed. And, uh, you know, one of the questions that came to mind is like, how am I going to tell everybody? What am I going to do? How am I going to lead through this? And, um, and the, the second thought that I had, by the way, I'm, I'm doing much better right now. I have a little bit of a headache. Um, but the, the second thought that I had was I was highly frustrated because it's a, it's a new year. Uh, and, and I really wanted to leave COVID behind. I wanted to move forward with the church. I did not want to cancel our in-person services. And I felt highly frustrated. And so I had a message that I, I wanted to bring to you. I'll probably bring it to you next week um, called uh, Gripped, Grip, um, Grit, excuse me, Grit. And I'll be honest with you, immediately as I'm going through this whole thing, finding out about, you know, COVID and all of that, immediately I felt like God gave me a word from the book of Habakkuk, because Habakkuk was also highly frustrated with what was going on in his world. And I don't know if you've ever felt like that, like your wheels are spinning, like you try to do something and you don't feel like you're moving forward. That's how I felt. Um, and, and, you know, new year, new beginning, and I really wanted the church to move forward and to reach people and to minister to people. And then here we are, uh, shutting down our in-person services, and it's, it's not something that I wanted to do. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to the first chapter. We're going to be looking at a couple of verses. Let me give you a little bit of the context so you're familiar with um, a little bit of what's going on. So the name Habakkuk actually means to wrestle or to embrace. And Habakkuk did, did both of those things. He wrestled with God, but he also embraced him. He wrestled with the fact that Israel, he lived in Judah, in the land of Judah. He wrestled with the fact that God's people uh, were not doing well, and there was a lot of violence, and there was a lot of huge struggles. But then he embraced God's will for his life. The key verse is in chapter 2, verse 4, that says this. It's interesting to me. This verse is in the Old Testament. It says, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Think about that. But the righteous, that's you, that's me, will live by their faithfulness 
to God. So a little bit of the context. Uh, he was in the final days of the Assyrian Empire and the beginning of the Babylonian domination of the world. So the Babylonians were coming. And they were taking over. Um, they had had this king, Josiah, who was an incredible king, amazing man. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Kings 23, 25, that neither before nor after Josiah was there ever a king like him that turned to God, to, that turned to the Lord as he did with all of his heart and with all of his soul and with all of his strength, according to all the law of Moses. And it made me think of like, that's the kind of person that I want to be. That regardless of what I go through in life, regardless of what 2021 brings my way, I want to be a person like Josiah, like this king, faithful. And it's what Habakkuk is is talking about. And so Israel had this king, Josiah, a great king. Uh, There's revival in the nation. He dies in a battle against modern day Egypt and he leaves his three sons and one grandson. And it was not the same. The nation actually quickly turns back to their previous ways, their evil, you could say their wicked ways. Uh, they drift away from, from the Lord. And so we find Habakkuk in chapter 1, verse 2, he's, he's complaining and he's saying this, How long, O Lord, must I call for help? Have you ever said that? How long, God, like, like how long are you going to go without listening to my requests, with, without listening to my, my prayers? He says, how long, O oh Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen. Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. And maybe you've, maybe you've been through something in the last few months, the last year. Maybe it's been a decade and you're wondering, God, I don't even know that you're there. And by chance, you're listening to this message and, and you know, like you're, you're, you're wondering, um, like you've, you've kind of given up on God and you've, you have the same um, attitude that Habakkuk had, like how long, Lord, how long is this going to take? Well, you get to verse five and God breaks his silence. And he says, it says this, the Bible says, the Lord replied, Look around at the nations, look and be amazed, for I am doing something in your own day, something you would not believe even if someone told you about it. In other words, God looks at Habakkuk and says, okay, I've heard you, and I want you to look around, and I want you to see what I'm doing. And and if I'm Habakkuk, to be honest with you, like what God was doing at the moment is he was allowing the Babylonians to take over the nation of Israel. He was allowing the Babylonians to dominate God's people. And, and so in a sense, if, if I would have been him, I would have, that wouldn't have helped me that much, to be honest. I would have been like, okay, what, what are you doing, God? Like, why are you, you know, why are you not disciplining the, the Babylonians? Why are you trying to discipline us? And if you, um, if you fast forward to the New Testament, in Hebrews 12, 6, the Bible says that God disciplines his children, that he disciplines those that he loves. And so Habakkuk is, is listening to God and God is saying, look, I'm, I'm about to do a great work like you've never seen before. Not quite the same thing that you want necessarily, but I'm about to do something that I want you to, I just keep your spiritual eyes open and keep your heart open 
to what I'm about to do. And then you get to chapter 3. And in chapter 3, you really see Habakkuk's resilience. You see that he doesn't give up on God. And that's kind of the, the main portion of Scripture that I want to share with you. Verse 17, chapter 3, verse 17. Listen to this. He says this. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vine, on the vines, even though the olive crop fails, and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. In other words, even though it, it is, it, there's nothing good about my world. Uh, even though it's a dark, it's a dark day. He says, verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Listen to those words. and I, I hope that you would allow the power of God's word penetrate your heart. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. And that's my prayer for you this year, that regardless of what comes your way, you can say the sovereign Lord is my strength. I wrote three things down on on my notes that I want to share with you. And and I'll be honest with you, like God literally gave me this message for you like hours ago. And I I just uh, I I just want to let you know, this is this message has been pre-recorded. Um, but I just want to share with you um, how good your God is, the God that you serve. And I wrote this down on my notes. Number one, we are tested to show, we're not tested, excuse me, we're not tested to show our weakness, but to discover His strength. Uh, let, me, let me say that again in case I, I confuse you. We are tested not to show our weaknesses in life, but to discover His strength. So uh, a, a few weeks ago, I was on social media. I think I was on TikTok or something. And I saw this uh, sort of an inspirational quote or video or clip, I should say. It was talking about the lion and how the lion is the king of the jungle. And how, you know, if he's not the biggest... Like, how can he be the king of the jungle if he's not the biggest, right? Like, the elephant is, is probably the biggest animal in the jungle. So if he's not the biggest, the elephant is probably one of the biggest. How can he be the, the king of the jungle? If he can't, like, if he's not the fastest, like the, the cheetah is the fastest, they go about 80 miles an hour, how can the lion be the king of the jungle? Like, so if he's not the smartest and he's not the the fastest and he's not the biggest how does the lion become the king of the jungle and what the clip said is it's all up here it's all up here when the lion walks up to the elephant what he's thinking is lunch when the elephant walks up to the lion he's thinking run when 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 a male lion walks up and, and sees um, maybe he finds a pack of hyenas and he's outnumbered. You know what he's thinking? He's thinking, I am the king 
of the jungle. In a similar way, the Bible says in the book of Revelation that we have a Savior, his name is Jesus, who is the Lamb of God, but it also gives him this title. It also says that he's the Lion of Judah. That's where Habakkuk, Habakkuk lived. And, and God's promise to us is that, yes, he's the Lamb of God, and he cares, and he nurtures, and he loves but don't ever be afraid. He's the lion of Judah and his strength is limitless and his wisdom is beyond what we can comprehend. And he is to be feared. And the Bible says that if he is for us, then who can be or what can be against us? And so I wrote down on my notes, we are tested not to show our weaknesses, but to discover his strength. Here's the second thing. I'm almost done. Some of the best things that God will do in your life will not be on your own schedule. This is something that's very personal for me. I told several people on our, on our staff, we will not shut down our in-person services. Okay, like I was emphatic. I was confident. Um, we were not going to do this. And then, of course, I call our elders and I, you know, I, I ask them for wisdom. The Bible says that there is wisdom in the multitude of counselors. And I ask them what we should do. I gave them all of the, you know, all of the, the details. And at the end, we all agreed that it was for the, for the sake of our guest, for the sake of our people, um, it was best to just move our in-person services uh, online. But that was not my plan. It was definitely not my timing. For me, the beginning of the year is a time, it was a time to forget about COVID. For me, it was a time to move, to charge ahead, to, to look forward to new things, to bring you a message of hope. And here I am at home preaching this message to, to a camera. And um, to be honest with you, this is not what I had planned but some of the best things that God will do in your life will not be on your own schedule. Listen to what Habakkuk says in verse 2. How long, O Lord, must I call for help? Your timing may not be exactly his timing. But I promise you, if you wait, he will renew your strength and he will provide the grace and the lessons for life that you, the tools for life that you need in your life. And so I believe with all of my heart, even though we're not meeting in person, I believe with all of my heart that God has a purpose for this message to reach somebody's heart. And I don't know if it'll happen today. I don't know if it'll be a week from today. I don't know if it'll be a year or 10 years from today, but I believe with all of my heart that God's timing is perfect, even when it tends to frustrate me. Here's a th third thing and last that I'll mention. Peace, and I've shared this before with you. There's nothing new. I'm not teaching you anything new, but it's a great reminder. Peace is not found in the absence of, of a storm. Peace is found in the presence of God. So here's what I want to challenge you to do. 
regardless of what you're going through, regardless of the difficulties and the struggles, I want to encourage you to learn to hit the pause button and spend time with God. Get up, like just you and the Lord. I can't do that for you. If I could do that for you, if I could get on my knees and do that for you, I would do it. But only you can spend time, quality time in his presence. And so peace is not found in the absence of storms, right? That's what we want. We don't want storms. I don't want to be going through this. I don't want to have, I was tasting some some, uh, breakfast the other day and I was like, I don't, I think I've lost my taste a little bit. I don't think I can taste food. I haven't lost my hunger yet. So pray for that. But I'm kind of losing my taste a a little bit. I, I wish I wish it was the other way around, you know. Um, I don't want to have to go through COVID um, and isolate myself uh, again. We've done that last year. Um, but I, I do know that the answer is not running away from the storm. Sometimes the storms of life actually can be the greatest uh, lessons. We can learn the greatest lessons in life from those storms. Uh, I'll close with this. Habakkuk says in chapter three, and by the way, I want to encourage you, read the whole book. It's a short book. Um, and I think you're going to find that, um, that God's going to speak to you and even in a greater way um, than this devotional, than this, this message. But in chapter 3, that's what Habakkuk does. He, he finds time to praise God and he, he sings his prayer. And, and he says, I have heard about you, Lord. I, I am filled with awe by your amazing works. In this time of our deep need, you're going to help us again. And I want you to listen to these words. I see God moving across the deserts from Edom. His brilliant splendor fills the heavens and the earth is filled with his praise. His coming is as brilliant as the sunshine. Rays of light flash from his hands where his awesome power is hidden. Listen to these words. Pestilence marches before him plague follows close behind when he stops the earth shakes when he looks the nations tremble he shatters the everlasting mountains and levels the eternal hills he is the eternal one in just a second Um, Vivian and Ignacio are going to lead us in a song. It's called, It Is So. I want you to gather your family. I want you to gather the kids. And I want you to listen to the lyrics of this song. Some of you, you may sing with the, you know, turn up the TV or or the iPad or your headphones. Or if you're in the car, you may just turn up the the volume on 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 the car, wherever you're at. But I want you to worship God in this moment. Regardless of what's happened in your life, regardless of whether, you know, it's been a great year so far or not so great year. But for me, I just, I was ready to leave 2020 behind and here I come, COVID, first of the year. Listen to the words. There is a promise that points beyond my failure. There is a still voice to silence all my fears. Even the worst of my mistakes are miracles in the making. By your stripes I am healed. With one touch I am made whole. You have spoken, and I know that it is so. In the storm you are peace. 
and your love won't let me go. You have spoken, and I know that it is so. In every season, your purpose is unchanging. In every moment, you're working for my good. Jesus, the rock that never fails, your kingdom will not be shaken. Let me pray for you. Father God, I pray for those who are listening to this word, to the sound of my voice, God. I pray that you would speak beyond the ability that I may have to bring a message. I pray that you would speak to our minds and hearts and you would penetrate like never before. God, help us to look at this man, Habakkuk, who was frustrated, who almost gave up on you, who didn't understand his world, but was willing to be resilient and who was willing to hang in there for dear life and who had faith, the faith of a righteous man. God, we need more Habakkuk's in our world. God, I pray that you would help me to look to you in times of need, not to others, not to worry and to, to fret, but to look to you, Father, and to learn from the heart of Habakkuk. God, we love you and we thank you. We praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you, friends. Hope you have a great week.